What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thugs Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, we got a big announcement like we promised this week, and before we get into it, as always, I'm Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hello, hello. Um, the Nerd Thug brand is growing. We have new things happening. We're busy people. We're like little minions running around behind the scenes. Banana, banana. We're just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And um, we've joined forces with another streaming internet sports station. And Nerd Thug Sports is now going to begin, as of next week, be also streaming across the country. Worldwide Part 2. That's right. This little show in Conroe won't just be available and advertised here in Conroe. It will now be available and marketed and talked about all across the country. Uh, we're joining forces with uh, several other shows and kind of becoming a minor leagues for some Fox Sport affiliate, affiliate stations throughout the country. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to be featured in places like Georgia and potentially New York and L.A. and other places. So Fancy. Yeah, Nerd Thug Sports. We, uh, we busy. We busy. We do stuff sometimes. You know, we got things going on. We got we got we got business. Um so all that being out of the way, before we get too far into everything and anything. Nico, yet again, I just I I don't know what to say. Like my fingers are on the pulse of it, you know? It's 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 kind of an amazing ability that you have that it still doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't because I don't know Tom Brady. Right. I don't know Giselle. And I mean, I know what she looks like. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, understandable. I've, I've seen her. Uh, maybe, but that's that's the farthest extent. May, maybe I've stared at her. You know, maybe too long. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I'm just, but uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm a fan of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem saying that. I think that they are probably one of the most well-run organizations in. Let me let me rephrase that. They are the most well-run organization. In all of sports. I think that is an accurate statement to make. I think second is the San Antonio Spurs. Um, and I think the Spurs do a amazing job bringing in the right people. Um, but I think the NBA is kind of moving past them because of the super teams. Uh, but the NFL doesn't have a super team problem. Right, that's not a thing because the rotation is so fast. Right. In any Players given, go in and out all the time. In any given season, man, you, 30% of your roster basically turns over. That's the expectation of an that's NFL so, season. That's such a weird stat because Be, some people play forever and then... Right, it, but okay, when you hear things like the average NFL career is less than six years. And then when you go by position and you go to running back, it's like three years. And you start thinking like, no, that can't be right. But then you think, oh, wait. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Cause like the Bengals had a guy, and then no one ever heard of him again. And then you start thinking like, because he retired. That one guy who was like great for like, yeah, he never really it was just that one year, and it happens. It happens a lot. Or or they'll just have like a three or four year burst, and then they'll be in the league longer, but they're not featured. So all of a sudden, like a seven or eight year career. So for example, Chris Johnson, who for the Tennessee Titans had. Like, 1,100 yards one year. Um, they started calling him Chris 2K because he might run for 2,000 yards. Like, it was kind of cool. Um, 
he really had like four explosive seasons, and then that was it. Then like radio silence. And I think when he retired, he had been in the league eight years. But at the time, he had basically he, put four years under the radar. Yeah, when he retired, I, it was almost sort of like a is oh, he, is he on a team? I didn't know oh. he was there. Inter- I never even knew he went to New York. That's cool. And so like, there's always a minute like that with a uh, with the NFL rosters. So the Patriots have just perpetually. They've never been that team that's up against the cap, and we're not sure what moves they're going to make. Um, they've always been the guys who they they draft, so you don't hear them cutting first-round draft picks. Like, Yeah, they're not like, oh, prospect cut because of right. blah, 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 blah. They just have their stuff together. They bring in the guys they're looking for, and they excel in the programs. And They've dipped their toes into some controversy, though, as they, of late. Well, they always... They always have. That's the other problem is because they win so much. They can. Well, not that they can, but because they win so much, everything they do is scrutinized to the max. So, for example, the thing where they were filming the Bengals, mm-hmm. where they may have been trying to steal coach hand signs and communications is what some people are alleging. Well, it turns out the Baltimore Ravens have one of the most complex camera systems in the NFL stadiums, and on Every single play, if you go to their website, you can spin the cameras 360 degrees on every single play. And someone pointed out that that means that there are cameras pointing directly at the other team's sidelines for every single game. Cool. So if we're going to say that the Patriots cheated because one time they forgot to ask the Bengals if they could film their sideline, not even ha- at their not even at their home at right. an away game at the Browns Stadium which with they the Browns' did. permission, right, right. So if you're gonna say that the Patriots did something wrong, you then have to go back and go, well, did everyone know that Baltimore was filming the entire time? Because it's literally any play. You can go to the Baltimore Ravens website and on literally any play, spin the camera 360 degrees. Amazing. So it, it's great technology, but what that means is their rim of cameras is filming nonstop. So that means there's going to be tons of shots where there's no football at all. There's just going to be the background of the other team. And that has to mean that they're filming it. But, no, what? I can't believe you'd say that. But the Patriots cheat. Um... It's going on a little bit with the Astros right now. They're having the same controversy where they're talking about uh, they're stealing signs, and so a which is the dumbest ruling ever, by the way. Right. Well, like that one's player, not nearly as bad as the one. In like, I don't think so either. Former player came forward and said that they would bang in the dugout when they could see the signs from a camera in the crowd, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now it's coming out as baseball's looking into the habits and practices that at least four other teams, including the Yankees and the Red Sox have been inappropriately using their video room and their video equipment during games to watch uh, catchers' hands. Wow, amazing. Who would have known? So suddenly... Now everyone's cheating. Look, if everyone cheats, it's not cheating. That's not how that works. Well, and it's also not cheating. If, 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 you're still, if we're still hand gesturing in signs between the pitcher and catcher at this point in time... Right. That's not something you know or plan out or... Well, beyond that... The NFL is to the point now where the defensive coordinator calls in defensive plays to the to the to the defensive play caller on the field, and you can designate like four of them. Okay, so there's only one microphone receiver combo allowed on the field at the time, but uh-huh. that's that's not offense. That's defense. That's the other side of the ball, and they can literally radio those plays in. So if you can radio those plays in, 
in football, there is no reason the catcher and the pitcher can't be communicating wirelessly right by now. Right. There's no reason for that. Right. They do it all the time anyways when they walk into the dugout. They put their glove in front of their mouth. And right. And they just go... Rrr, 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 and they could be going over stuff in the dugout if they're really that concerned about it. Or right. throwing the dummy signs. Like, there's all kinds of other stuff they could be doing. No, they're going to tap into the radio frequencies. And rrr, rrr, rrr. Right. So, all of this stuff has happened. All of that to say this. I don't have an inside horse on any of this. I don't know how any of this works. Tom Brady, I think, is still going to be. I I now 100% believe he's going right. to be a free agent. Because they lost. Not only did they lose to the Tennessee Titans in a rough game. Yeah, they didn't even lose by like, oh, they lost by like three. No, they lost by. Yeah, it was it was it was a solid. It was a close game. It was fourteen thirteen, but uh, I think it might have finished on a. It might they might have finished on a field goal from Tennessee, but it was fourteen thirteen. It was thirteen twenty. Okay, so they finished with the two more field goals then, because that it, with eight minutes to go, it's a one point game, because Mike Vrabel drains two minutes off the clock, and Bill Belichick has a has a small baby on the side of the field. Yeah, he loses it. Pitch is a fit about it. Because someone else did what he did to yeah, somebody else. Yeah, someone did a Bill Belichick trick to Bill Belichick, and he didn't like it. Um, Literally definition of, like, <laughs> Baker can't take his cake or whatever the saying is. <laughs> so, Baker can't take his cake. I get it. I like it. I like that saying. If it's, well, I don't think it is, but I like it. Um, so, yeah, when you're looking at this and you start thinking about it, Tom Brady this whole year has been complaining about just the lack of talent around him. Right. This is perhaps the most untalented receiving core he's ever had to play with, and he's 41. Like, if the one thing about the Patriot way is that it's supposed to mean we're always playing talented teams because we always scrimp, we always save money, we always are really aggressive about our contracts, but that means we have money to spend, and that means we should be playing good players. So we thought. So they thought. This this time, that's not the case, and it's not the case at all. This has been a really bad receiving core year, but it didn't start out that way. Oh, this this team could have been absolutely disgusting. Right, because they had started the season with Antonio Brown, signed week two, Josh Gordon, and Julian Edelman as the third. That's a heck of a lineup. Uh, obviously, the Antonio Brown stuff doesn't work out for other reasons, and so they let him go. Um, but then Josh Gordon... Patriots couldn't get their tight end situation figured out. They were carrying too many of them on the roster. They couldn't let go of anybody. Like, they were stuck. And so when Josh Gordon got hurt, they didn't have any room on the roster to protect him. So they just left him. So they had to leave. They had to cut him. They had to injury cut him. And then he went to Seattle for another six weeks before he eventually does uh, allegedly fail a drug test and will now be suspended indefinitely. Because it was the fifth time this has happened for him. (sighs) Good Lord. But he, but Tom Brady could have had Josh Gordon for about five more weeks because I think he played five games for the Seahawks. Again, someone else who surprised actually didn't surprise me, but did rather well. And so, yeah, he didn't. He wasn't bad. But um, so then you turn around, and Tom Brady's kind of publicly complaining, which is a first. He he doesn't do that. We we really talk- doesn't. We've talked about how he's he's starting to do more interviews, something he really has avoided up until now. Yeah, and I think that the, I think all of that's important. I think what's happening here is he the conversation is always chicken or egg, right? So right. is it Bill Belichick or is it Tom Brady? What is it that makes the Patriots special? Because they they are forever tied because they came up together. Right. Tom Brady's first real season in the league is Bill Belichick's magical start of his run. Right. And so my personal opinion is I, I'm going to go that Tom Brady is an above average quarterback, but I think Bill Belichick runs the machine. 
I think Tom Brady is a more replaceable aspect of that team. I think he's important and consistent, and that's why he's useful. But I think there's other quarterbacks that are better than him, especially because there's teams that have won with much worse setups. Okay, that part is very true. Uh, you can win with a worse guy at quarterback than Tom Brady. You're very right about that. I think... Also, talking about coaching positions and teams overall. I think I think anyone on, on, a, on the football team is replaceable. I think so, too. So it's hard to argue and turn around and go, you know, oh, you can't go without Tom Brady. Well, no, I can go without anybody. Yeah, you The can. Colts went, won seven games without Andrew Luck. Right, and that team's... I mean, they, they didn't really pull through the second half, but... That first half was almost magical because everyone was like, I guess the Colts are a real team, and then they fell apart, which right. was hilarious. Eventually, Jacoby Brissett catches up to them, but if you manage it correctly, you might be able to win. I mean, they, they could have won nine or ten games with them. I mean, seven wins without Andrew Luck is impressive. Right, especially because that team literally has, like, no one really relevant on it. Nobody. Um, but my point being, like, someone like Aaron Rodgers, who won a Super Bowl with basically nothing, carrying the team on his back in, like, the truest sense of the word. And his coaches, his head coach, which they let go, hasn't been good since. And he can still pull out a great season like he just did. And we're about to talk about that some more because Mike McCarthy, obviously, has signed with the Dallas Cowboys. He is their new head coach. Um, That's going to be a that's gonna be a train wreck. That's going to be an absolute mess. <laughs> um. But so Tom Brady, I I really feel like he feels he thinks there's something to prove. I don't necessarily know. He I don't think I everyone think, calls him the greatest of all time. Yeah, and I, and I don't think there's a question there. But I think he really does want to play till he's 45. But I also think there's a comfort level that he's no longer comfortable there in New England. Josh McDaniels is not an easy guy to work with. That was the one knock when he got fired from Denver, and John Elway came in and changed everything. Essentially, the reason that happened is because people don't like being around. People, people don't like being around Josh McDaniels. And people don't like being around Bill Belichick. Well, if I'm Tom Brady and I'm 41 and I've got six Super Bowl rings, I don't have to prove anything, right? Right, yeah. So I want to play three or four more years? I guess I want to go somewhere where I'm going to be kind of coddled. Make, right, and if he tries to leave, me. they can't tag him because he's worth a bazillion dollars. Well, no, they can't tag him actually specifically because of this. There's technically two years left on his deal. They're void years, and they don't – This is this is some great NFL weird contract stuff. There's two years left on his deal that are void years. He can leave no matter what. And if he leaves, if they don't resign him before March 18th, they have to pay $21 million in dead cap money no matter what anyway. Uh, but Tom Brady is absolutely free to go anywhere, and he can't be franchised because he's not technically a free agent. Whoa. But so it's, even, it's even lining up even like more perfectly. Yeah, he, where he just has the ability to walk away and they can't stop him. All right, we're going to jump out to a break here. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conroe. Everyone interested in insurance should pay attention. Donald Williams is an independent insurance agent who works with over 15 national carriers to try and find the best coverage at the best price, specializing in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. Him and his office, they consider themselves a family and they work to care for people and their goal is to help bring value to their policies. 
by going line by line through the coverage to make sure you actually understand what you have. Interested parties should contact 937-760-5963, 937-760-5963, and ask for Donald today. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back from those commercials. This is Corey with Nerd Thug Sports, hanging out here on the 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, Nico, before we get too far in anything, let me tell you guys about our new friends here at Nerd Thug, Donald. Donald Williams, the independent insurance agent. That's right, Donnie Utah went and got himself legit. He's doing insurance now, and you guys need to give him a call. Uh, they're an independent agent, so they shop over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price. They specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize the discounts. They consider themselves a family, and they're willing to go over their policy, and their goal is to bring value to the customer by going line by line of the genuine actual coverage so that you know what you're paying for. Cool, um, cool. That's a big thing with insurance. I know you don't know anything about insurance. I don't pay for it yet. It's uh. When you sometimes when you call insurance places, you kind of just go, you know, listen. You make the roundabouts. Well, you give them your information, and they come back and they're like, "It's going to be one sixty-five a month," and you're like, "Oh, that's that's pretty high." And they're like, "Okay, well, I can make it ninety. And you're like, "Yeah," but you lose a lot of things there, and yeah. you can lose those things in layers. So maybe you want to keep uninsured driver, but you're willing to get rid of tow because you have AAA. Um. Okay. Well. That saves you some money, but instead of being 90 and you not having any extra stuff, now, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like 110. Or yeah, something. exactly. So anyway, they're going to help you by going over all of your, all of what's insured and what's not insured, and that's really the, the smartest way to save money. Uh, what you need to do is you need to call 937-760-5963, 937-760-5963, and speak to Donald. That's He's going to help you, man. Donald's awesome. We've had him on the show numerous times. Donnie Utah's great. So now Donald Williams, the independent insurance agent, is here to help you guys out. Uh, you need to give him a call and just be like, hey, Donnie. Um, need some insurance. I need some insurance. And uh, here you're the guy to go to. And he is. So anyway, call him up. Say hi. Tell him Earth Like Radio sent you if you remember. And if you don't, well, then I'm going to come bother you because we're why you saved money. So really, that's my money. If you think oh, about so it. You're, so you're going, you're going, that was my money. That it you was my money. The money you saved but didn't give me credit for, that was my money. Not, not credit, I shouldn't say that because I'm not getting a commission or anything. But I just want to make sure my guy knows that I brought that to him. That's fair. I want my boy to know I'm taking care of him. All right. Um, you want acknowledgement, not credit. Yeah, well said. Every once in a while, you bring a little thunder. Sometimes. Like just from high on the mountain, you come down like a wise turtle. I'm half turtle. It's, it's known. This is true. Turtle, turtle. Um, so, former head coach of the Green Bay Packers, who this year was nowhere, Mike McCarthy, is now going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> this, I think... I think that's probably one of my least favorite sentences in existence. Head coach of the Dallas Cowboys or Mike McCarthy will be the head coach of the Dallas all Cowboys? All of it. All of it together. You don't like Mike McCarthy, do you? No. I think he's overrated. All right. Do you want to... And I also hate the Cowboys. That's just a Houston thing, though. That is a Houston thing. So why do you think Mike McCarthy's overrated? Um, well, everyone really talked him up about how he has oh, he has a Super Bowl ring. 
But like he hasn't done anything for like five years. Okay. No, I don't. I don't disagree with any of that. And like they've well, they had won some that Super Bowl really bad seasons. They have. Like the pa- the pack oh, the Packers had been real up down. Where like this year we won eleven games. This year we won twelve year games. Uh, this year we won five. Right. Like, and you're like, what we, happened? How did we do that? Oh, did Aaron Rodgers? Be, oh no, Aaron Rodgers was there the whole time. Oh, that that's, that's weird. That's weird. Um, I am with you on that. Um, and just as a proof of concept, he left, and they've won like ten games, or yeah. no, like 12, 11 games. I don't remember. Uh, exactly. I think it's. I think it's a. L- I think it's twelve because they're ahead of. They were ahead of Minnesota. Right. It might be eleven, and they're ahead I'll, of Minnesota. I'll look it one. up. Um, yeah, you're right. This is first year under the new head coach in Green Bay, and they did. Not only did they make. Not only did they win their division, but they got the first week off and are hosting a divisional round playoff game. So they definitely are doing something right in Green Bay, which does make you wonder a little bit about what's going to happen oh, here. Oh, even better. They did 13. Oh, oh, there you go. Thir- they went 13 and 3. I think that's the is that the best in the league? No, I think Kansas City probably did a little better or Maybe. Baltimore did better. Oh, okay. Anyway, they're way up there. Okay. So here's one thing about the same record as the Saints. Okay. And the 49ers. What? Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the 49ers are dangerous this year, man. I feel like I feel like I wasn't paying enough attention and they snuck up on me. No, they listen, they play West Coast, so it's always a second game. Um they there's not a lot of excitement in that division right now. There's, I know. Arizona's like, bad, Seattle I mean, yeah, okay, Seattle's Se- in the playoffs, but they're not I don't think they're great this year. Um They're okay. So San Francisco was kind of they're a little bit on their own over there, just going, hey, guys, don't forget about us. As they crush everyone else. Don't you forget about me. Um, Yeah, so anyway, the 49ers just want you to remember that. I think the big mistake here is that Mike McCarthy has never developed a running game ever in Green Bay. They went through a ton of running backs, and they never once. Yeah. They well, I mean, when the, you have someone with, if you have someone who can thread the needle like uh, Aaron Rodgers can, like it feels like it feels like a crutch. Like if you have someone so strong, you don't have to develop something. It would, don't get me wrong; it got them out of their problems, but right. it also meant they would spend they would run fifteen run plays in a game, and they would average two yards a carry because they couldn't get a running game going. Amazing. Well, now he's gonna. Now he's, he's gonna coming to one Dallas with, with one of the best running backs in the league. What's going to I mean, is he going to be able to design a, a team? Is he? I don't know. Like that's was one Aaron Rodgers holding him back? Yeah, right. I think my prediction is Zeke gets even less carries now than he did under Jason Garrett. And what would happen with Jason Garrett is the second the Cowboys were down by ten, they stopped running. Anytime the Cowboys were down by ten points or more, they stopped running. There was one game, I think, where Ezekiel had 70 yards in the first half, and then he had four touches the rest of the game. Amazing. I don't. I mean, if someone's crushing it like that in the first half, you've got to think that they're going to turn it on and turn, like, you've got you to think they're going to keep feeding them. But the game had started to separate, and so Jason Garrett said, well, obviously we can't run it anymore. Um, but first of all, that's not true. Like, if the run is working, you can keep running. You're allowed to keep running. Right. It's not a. I feel like it's like a basic, like, oh, we can't run here. Like a weird, random football fear. It's like, or you could give it to one of the best running backs in the game right now. No. But I I think Mike McCarthy is one of those guys who thinks he's smart enough that he can come up with something. Oh, yeah. He's real big brain. That's why they won so many Super Bowls. (laughs) And I also think that he's. I think he's. He thinks he's going to be this, like, 
Dak Prescott fixer. I mean, he does have better stats than Aaron Rodgers. Clearly, he should be in the Pro Bowl. Obviously. Obviously. Dominique Foxworth. You're just going to hold that over his head forever. Look. I hope you meet him one day, and he's like, hey, man, what is the deal with this Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott thing? And you're going to be like, I hate you. It's. Gonna, I'm just going to be like the stats and then shrug and then walk away. <laughs> It is it is a weird take for him to feel like somehow Dak Prescott got snubbed when they were at the time I think I think they were uh, five and six looking up at everyone else trying to trying to figure out a division that was terrible and he's like why is Dak Prescott in the in the All Star in the Pro Bowl maybe because they're not maybe because they're yeah maybe because they're bad like. The, if they could be, could they be five hundred first before we? Before right. We, yeah. Watch Green Bay thirteen and three. Yeah. But oh. Aaron Rodgers is terrible. Aaron Rodgers is a terrible quarterback. Don't ignore his Super Bowl ring, and his otherwise outstanding thing. This one season, he has worse stats than Dak Prescott. So it's the only thing that matters. But you are kind of ignoring Mike McCarthy's Super Bowl ring. I mean, just to play the other side there. No, I understand. Disregarding Mike I McCarthy's understand. Super Bowl ring. I understand that. And I've, I've talked. I did. I did mention this earlier when I was like, "Oh, you know, there's better quarterbacks than Tom Brady, but he's got six rings, so he's still good because yeah. he's consistent." It's true. But I think where, I think where the ring counts more, like if it's just one ring, I think it's more dedicated to like the players who made it happen that one season versus the, someone like Bill Belichick who has six because he's consistent and he's been there nine times. Yeah, I think if you're Mike McCarthy and your claim to fame is going to be that you win, and they and he does win, it's I think it's 120 to 70 type ish. That's the numbers win loss record. Right. Um, which is you know it's good, it's respectable. Look, He's it's not good. the worst head well, coach ever. Well, Ron Rivera I think is 70 and 50 when he was at Carolina, and so he signed to Washington. And I'm sure if you're Washington, you say, yeah, we got a guy. But I think if you're scared, if you're a Washington fan and you're not sure. He doesn't fill you with a ton of confidence. Yeah, you don't see Ron Rivera at 70 and 50 and go, yeah, this is a guy who's going to take us to the promised land. Because right, he's not, he didn't he's, take Carolina there. And right. Carolina was a better team. You know, And I think that's the same problem. I think that's the issue you're having is you're looking at the Cowboys as a team. Mm-hmm. And I'm not blown away. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely good. There's good players on it. And I'm definitely not discounting like. They are pretty good, but at the end of the day, they're a 500 team, and I don't. And you know, it could be the coaching because he doesn't want to use Dak or not Dak. He doesn't want to use um, Elliot. Yeah, you I. Know. You know, I, I, th- I do think. Listen, to be very clear, I do think Jason Garrett was a bad coach. I do think that. I don't have a problem saying that. I. <sighs> he lacks like a machismo about him. Th- well, there's that. He doesn't feel like a real leader. But there's also this, and I think I've said this. I've said this before on the show. Is Tony Romo when he turned into a TV announcer, and yeah, I heard him on super TV, impressed. I was incredibly impressed. He's very impressive, but it also kind of opened my eyes to the idea that wait a minute, Tony Romo's a lot smarter than we thought he was when he was right. on the field. But if if that's the case, if Tony Romo is this smart, then that means the problem wasn't his decision making. That means the problem was the play calling. Right. And that was, for the most part, throughout that timeline was Jason Garrett's responsibility, which, to me, makes him a bad coach. To, right. to me, if I'm looking at that, that makes Jason Garrett a bad coach. So Mike McCarthy might be good enough that he's a genuine upgrade over Jason Garrett. I just don't know. Do I think 
that he is going to turn Dak Prescott into Aaron Rodgers. No. No, I don't I don't think that either. I don't believe that for a second. Do I think he is going to turn Ezekiel Elliott into I guess it's not fair to say to him. Is he going to let Ezekiel Elliott continue this top-level performance success that he's had? I don't think so. I think he's going to get away from the run fast. And honestly, Ezekiel Elliott's strength is not catching the football. Um, So, yeah, it'd be real interesting to see them throw a bunch of screens that Zeke can't catch. Throw a bunch of slants that Zeke has trouble catching. Throw a bunch of, uh, you know, throw a bunch of those little dash routes that they run now where they just take a couple steps up and turn around. Yeah, if they miss on all those, they're going to look real stupid. What do you mean? Big brain plays. Only, oh, yeah. only real professionals drop the ball. Yeah, well, that makes me... Yeah, you might be 100% right about that, but that also means that someone may not be a real professional. Are you talking about me? I hope it's not me. Are you Ezekiel Elliott? Maybe. Because <laughs> he drops the ball a lot. Um, just give it to him. He's got butterfingers, so just put it in his hands. Yeah, just put it in his hands, honestly. Honestly? There's a lot of guys they could have they could have gone and gotten that would have just fed him the ball nonstop. Uh, how much time we got? We got a whole two minutes. Okay, because I wanted to comment on this. The Panthers they signed Matt Rule, who is coming from college, and he got a six-year, fifty million dollar contract. That's a long time. And the Panthers had to pay six million dollars to Baylor to buy Matt Rule out. Wait, why? Because in college football, they put in these buyouts clauses so they don't lose their coaches before they're ready to fire them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which, by the way, in case you forgot, because college sports is great, Baylor is a horrible football program that has done horrible, horrible things to a lot of women, and True. you should definitely be concerned. True. Now, this was under his watch. He was the cleanup guy, but yes, you're 100% right. But he is the guy. He is a what they call a program whisperer. Um, he turned, I think it was, I think it was Temple. In three years, he put him in a bowl game. In three years, wow, bowl games. Um, you got to at least have seven. You got to at least have uh, seven wins to be eligible for a bowl. I think, believe they had ten, which I think is tied for their most wins ever. Um, this year at Baylor, it's been an amazing turnaround. He's he just three year spans these places where he just blows them up and changes everything. Um. So this guy knows what he's doing, at least on a collegiate level. Correct. Now, is it going to carry over? We'll have to wait and see. But part of the part of the potential problem, maybe a good thing, is the question mark of Cam Newton because college sports usually plays a lot more mobile quarterbacks, and Baylor certainly did that this year. And this guy is kind of not necessarily known for it. Like not every quarterback runs, but he's he called some good plays for the Baylor quarterback. Mm-hmm. So there's an opportunity for Cam Newton to maybe be mobile and run around some. Except he's hurt. He always gets hurt. I don't. I he don't, hurt real bad. I don't think having Cam Newton hold the ball for any extended period of time is the right idea. Um, so I, it's a concern, but it is interesting, and they haven't decided what they're gonna do. And I think if they get rid of him, they save like nineteen million. So there's a lot. There's a lot <laughs> to consider <laughs> right there. So it's gonna be interesting off season for those guys. Uh, we're gonna jump out to a commercial break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. Hey, Conroe, everyone interested in insurance should pay attention. 
Donald Williams is an independent insurance agent who works with over 15 national carriers to try and find the best coverage at the best price, specializing in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. Him and his office, they consider themselves a family and they work to care for people and their goal is to help bring value to their policies by going line by line through the coverage to make sure you actually understand what you have. Interested parties should contact 937-760-5963, 937-760-5963, and ask for Donald today. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe, from those commercial breaks. This is Nerd Thug Sports, and we're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, make sure to check out the Facebook page where we're doing all kinds of cool stuff, having fun with our sponsors and doing all kinds of great things like The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more, or hanging out with our friend Donald Williams, the independent insurance agent. Um, now that I've gone ahead and mentioned them, let me go ahead and tell you guys about The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Right there on 1488, this is the spot to hang out. This is where I get my comic books. This is where we hang out and have a good time. This is where you want to be if you're a nerd. If you're a real nerd, this is where you want to hang out. Tonight at 9 p.m. from 6... Uh, tonight, the 9th, from 6 to 10 p.m. What is happening over know. there? They're having their weekly Magic the Gathering Commander Night. Come out and play Commander with fellow Magic enthusiasts. Free to play. Bring your own decks. No seat limit. It's just fun. It's just some fun Commander action going on. A little my boss, your boss. Who's going to win, boss? Um, this Saturday, January 11th, from 12 to 4 p.m., is Magic the Gathering, Throne of Eldraine. Eldraine. The booster draft. It's the bi-weekly booster draft. Uh, they're drafting Throne of Eldraine this coming Saturday. $15 entry free. Seats are limited, so make sure to reserve your seat. Also, Saturday, January 11th, from 5 to 9 p.m., Star Wars Legion, new player training. Oh, man. Mm. Did you miss it? No, I just I really want to get into it, but I just, I'm having a hard time, like... Listen, these little guys are great, but, you know, you paint them and all that. I'm not that skilled. My guys would just be gray forever. Just get Jack to paint them. He's not going to do it. He will. He's going to run out of things to do. (laughs) One day. Uh, Anyway, it's Learn to Play Star Wars Legion. Legion community is growing. It's a great time to join. Star Wars Legion is a miniature game. It's a small unit combat in the Star Wars universe. You'll finally realize your dream of commanding Tauntaun Riders, Droid Commandos, and Darth Vader on the battlefield. That's pretty good. There are some cool ones. Like, I really want to have the Wookiees or maybe... uh, Who's the who's the gray Jedi, the girl who was Anakin's uh, Padawan? Uh, Ahsoka Tano. Oh, yeah, man. She's cool. She's got two swords. Um, and then, of course, we're building up to Saturday, January 25th. The adventure begins. Anniversary party. It's been one year. Wow. One year. Saturday, January 25th. Um, yeah, okay. So it's been a train wreck uh, this, this NFL offseason already. Right. For the teams that are off. For the teams that are like. Teams that are done. Cause yeah. Because they, they're not uh, that good. Uh, there's okay so the guy who should be the number one pick in the draft Tuasa Saposo from Alabama yep he's recovering from a broken hip right that's a big deal it is a big deal that's a painful thing to come back from 
Trust also, me. Also, oh yeah, this is true. You did also break your hip, <laughs> like an old man. Like an old man when I rear-ended a semi doing seventy. Um, you know, just girly things. Just listen. Who's a lady boy? Uh, it's it's um. I still have things dealing with it, but that's because I didn't do a good job of my PT post clearance. I did all the PT I could when I was like in wheelchairs, and right. the second they were like, "You out," I just went back to work. So right. There's You're prob- also a lot older than he is. He's like 20. Oh, oh, I guess we're doing that now. I mean, it's, okay. it's just recovery time. No, it's fine. I listen. I understand. You. you it's gotta, just a, I'm ageist, apparently. I, 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 I by I, pointing out that younger people heal faster. <laughs> I get it. I, I guess. I guess we're calling people out now. I just didn't know we were doing the truth segment already. That's that's cool. I'm allowed to make this statement. I don't. I don't. I mean. I, I don't deny you your rights to be an absolute jerk to Thanks. your brother. Thank you. Um, <laughs> also, Jake Fromm, uh, quarterback of Georgia, has announced he is entering the draft. Uh, my first problem with that is the face you just made, where you furrowed your brows and was like, "Why is the guy from Georgia going into the draft?" I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's going in a year early. Um, Isn't there a rule against that? No, no, no. This is the first in in. For football, you can go your junior or senior year. Ah, quarterbacks typically. The mm, let me. Mm, there's not a good way to say this. I'm gonna say it this way. Are likely to athletic quarterbacks ones more prone prone to running than passing. The ones who have the one big year like Cam Newton did, they're more likely to come out early. Vince Young, for example. Uh, came out early, and I had a buddy of mine who uh, is a pretty, pretty good sports guy, he knows sports pretty well, and is a diehard UT guy, and he really thought that Vince Young was going to ride it out for a senior year, and I was, and after the Rose Bowl against the quote-unquote greatest college team ever, I said, okay, well, he's going pro, and he was like, no way, I was like, his stock will never be higher than right. this instant. He beat USC, who was coming off of, a, off of two national titles, they're USC is being called the greatest college football team by ESPN pre-Rose Bowl, uh, and he essentially single-handedly beats them. He's going to go pro. And sure enough, he did. And then there are other quarterbacks like Matt Leinart, the other quarterback in that game, who they want to be known as cerebral, as passers, as play callers. They want to be known as... Brain guy. Brain guy. Talent, but brain guy. So they stay. They, they stay all four years. They get a degree. And actually, Matt Leinart stayed and already had his degree, and he was taking ballroom dancing with his girlfriend at the time, was essentially his only course to be registered at, on campus. That is adorable. Um, if that gives you any insight to how his NFL career went later. Uh, <laughs> he danced beautifully into the night and was never seen again. He, he, he was like the guy who could never catch a break, honestly. He went you know what? It, it's, it'd be like that sometimes. It really does, and especially for him. He went to Arizona first. He was drafted by Arizona, like I think 7th or 12th. Which is already a tragic. Except... This is good Arizona. Oh, I this was This is Anquan Bolden, Larry Fitzgerald, Arizona. Oh, just kidding. This is when Arizona was good, which I was never alive for. Kurt Warner. I probably was alive. You, yeah, you were alive. You didn't know football was a thing, though. Kurt Warner was the quarterback. And what year was, is that? How old was oh, I? This is like 2006, probably, 2004. Uh, so I'm like, like eight. Yeah, and so... <laughs> like I'm little. <laughs> Kurt Warner had had a terrible year in New York in the Giants. They give the job to Eli Manning, who was a rookie. They basically sit Kurt Warner down. It turns out he had head injuries and needed time to heal. Nobody knew, though. When he comes to Arizona, he's feeling like Kurt Warner again. And Matt Leinart never gets off the bench. <laughs> he just can't. 
Kurt Warner is so good, and like every once in a while, maybe he gets banged up or they're way up, and they want to send Matt Leonard out there, and he gets out there for a little bit, and it just doesn't work. And I think he even breaks his collarbone year one. Oh. And so they're just like, all right, well, it's Kurt's team. No big deal. Get him next year, Matt. And like it just never happens. Poor guy. Just never. He can never get ahead of Kurt <laughs> Warner. Um, this then, is like this is like tragic. It feels like you're getting sidelined in your own story, right? And so then he goes, he go, he bounces around a little bit, but then he comes to Houston and he gets an opportunity to start for us. And I believe he immediately breaks his collarbone in the first game for us. So apparently, apparently he just has a, a weak collar. <laughs> it was like both times he had an opportunity, and this is a span of like four years apart, <laughs> collarbone. Um, and so yeah, for for Matt Leonard, it just never happened. But he plays in the same game against Vince Young. He's coming off of two national titles, and he's right. like, you know what? I'll come back for this third opportunity. Doesn't go his way. He still comes out in the draft. He goes behind Vince Young now, even though the year before he probably would have gone ahead of him. The year before, he was like the number one guy. He was the guy. Right. So you go to Georgia, and Jake Fromm is coming out. Two Osasposo is hurt. Um, there's some other prospects. But if you're a team looking for a quarterback, all of a sudden this isn't This isn't the guy. This isn't the year. Suddenly, unfortunately, that is that's just the case with injury. Well, it's, it's the case with injury, but now if you're a team drafting, like if you're the Dolphins mm-hmm. or the Bengals, uh, and you're in poor Andy Dalton, right, and you're probably in the in the market for a quarterback, probably suddenly you you don't you don't see anybody you really like, right? Because the one that you had is now a broken hip. That's, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. There's probably metal inside of him now. Um, Which is pretty metal, however. Yeah, I mean, but uh, that's just the way it is. When you fix a hip, there's probably metal inside of him now. Um, uh, Yeah, and so for these, I think this all kind of comes back to guys like um, Andy Dalton, guys like Derek Carr, who might not be coming back in Oakland, uh, guys like Tom Brady, guys like Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, so New Orleans, none of their quarterbacks are officially signed for next year right now. Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, and Taysom Hill are all floating. Floating. Uh, Drew Brees and and Bridgewater are unrestricted free agents, and Taysom is a restricted free agent. Um, Makes sense. So, But I feel feel like the... I've always sang the praises of the Saints because I think they're they're handling their quarterback situation rather well. It works out great for them, right? Because... Drew Brees is, is apparently just a really easy, great guy to deal with. Right. He didn't want to. He wasn't trying to force any kind of long-term structure, protection, safety from the Saints. And right. So he's well. He's been playing football forever now. Well, but I mean, he got a two-year, fifty million dollar deal. Do you know how easy it would have been for Drew Brees to walk in that room and go, "Guys, I need four years. I need full guarantee." And what right. would the Saints do? Yeah, nothing. They'd be like, "Sure." They'd have no choice but to give him most of that. Hey, can we can we go eighty twenty? You know what I mean? Like, right. They're they, they they were probably going to give Drew Brees almost anything he asked for. And he walked in and said, I, I don't need a lot. I don't need a lot. I, I, I want to be paid well. Don't get me wrong. $50 million over two years is good money. And I think the right, first half yeah, was guaranteed. So like it, But it wasn't like he was asking for six years. It wasn't like he was trying to hold the team hostage. He was like, listen, I think we've got a good window here, and I want to be a part of it. Right. And then Teddy Bridgewater, interesting enough, turned down extra allegedly, and no one ever came forward and said this, but it sounded like in Miami they were offering him starter money to come run Miami. And right. he chose to stay in New Orleans, and it worked out because he went 5-0. and Right. He's done incredibly well for himself. He is going to get himself $60, 70000000 million somewhere this offseason. 
Right. Someone's going to give him 70. Someone's going to give him five years, $100 million, and about 70 of it guaranteed. And then he'll be 20. He'll be 30, 32, somewhere in that range, I think, at the end of it. So still pretty young for a quarterback. For quarterbacks, yeah. And um, and then Taysom Hill is a restricted free agent, so they can keep him. They just got to match it. And I don't think anybody, I don't think anyone else knows what to do with Taysom Hill. So I don't think he goes anywhere else. Right. Um, so like, I feel like they're probably the most put together. But it's going to be. There's so much up in the air at the quarterback position this off season. Oh yeah, it's it's almost insane. I feel like this has always been the case. So there's always the bottom third of the league who's always shuffling. But this year, I think it's really half the league who's yeah. Gonna, it's, it's like coming up. Yeah, exactly. It, because so the Jets with Sam Darnold. Um, they're probably happy, but in Buffalo with Josh Allen are probably happy, but like yeah, Buffalo it, did pretty decent this year and the Giants with, with Danny Jones are happy, but for the most part, there's a lot of like, yeah, how did the Giants even, cause the Giants had pretty bad this season. They did. They fired the head coach again. Um, and so it's just sort of, it's a weird, I'm trying to kind of go through the region. I bet it's about half the league who's considering changing quarterbacks right now, this instant. They're looking at the roster going, we're probably not going to keep our quarterback. Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick won't be in Tampa, and probably neither will, um, uh, oh my God, I can't believe I can't remember his name. Um, Mr. Crablegs himself. <laughs> uh, 24 touchdowns, 24 interceptions. What is his, oh my gosh. I, oh man, now, now you have me remember. It's affected you? Yeah, now I don't know. Um, it's going to kill me. He's the same. He has the same amount of touchdowns as he does interceptions. Yeah, what team like did he play less. for? Tampa. He was the other. He was their starter, Jameis Winston. There you go. Yeah. Winston. So I think Winston is gone. Um, Miami. I think. I think Tannehill, who was in Tennessee and looked okay the second half of the season, I don't even know that Tennessee is going to keep him. Like. They're in the playoffs, and they did beat the Patriots. Yeah, but uh, but he's not on, on his he, back. He's on a one-year deal. Yeah, it was Derrick Henry who really crushed it, and Henry's up to pretty slime. Like, there's so much uncertainty at the quarterback position this year. And even with Brady being as as odd as he is this year, this is gonna be it's gonna be weird. And then there's not a guy in the draft that right now I'm like, yeah. And there's not even like definite like okay, so. Your bottom guys are going to pick these dudes. Like right, these exactly. guys are going to go exactly. up. Exactly. It's like, well, your number one prospect is currently injured heavily. It's still the number one prospect, probably. But now there's an asterisk. Like, if I'm Miami, I'm now not stoked that I'm picking at the top of the... Is it them or the Bengals? One of the two. I think it's, it might be the it's, Bengals. It's the Bengals. So if I'm, but if I'm Cincinnati, I'm even less thrilled. Because I've got Andy Dalton on the roster. And what am I going to do with two Yasos? But like, they're totally different guys. Not only are they totally different guys, like, even if you're... like. Next year, the the new guy's probably not even going to play. Well, I don't know. I mean, if it's you hard, of, it's hard to say. If you get rid of Andy, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't Do you know. Get what rid you, of Andy Dalton and play another backup because uh, I get rid of Andy Dalton anyway. Honestly, right? I mean, he's terrible. But <laughs> so, like, for me, the question is: Do I play my guy or do I play my guy? And I got to think if I tr- picked him. Oh, Miami went five and eleven. That's not as bad as I thought. They no, were. they finished strong. I think they won two or three in a row at the end. Yeah, they're good for them. They still fired uh, their offensive coordinator, I believe. Though. Good for him. They were still like, "Hey, we're making changes." First year head coach, though. Um, all right, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we got to wrap up here with Nerd Thug Sports. Creed. 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 
The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conroe. Everyone interested in insurance should pay attention. Donald Williams is an independent insurance agent who works with over 15 national carriers to try and find the best coverage at the best price, specializing in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. Him and his office, they consider themselves a family and they work to care for people and their goal is to help bring value to their policies by going line by line through the coverage to make sure you actually understand what you have. Interested parties should contact 937-760-5963, 937-760-5963, and ask for Donald today. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oil wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. All right, Conroe, welcome back to some more Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. Wow. You, you know what that means is, like, sometimes one of them has a date and the other one doesn't. Like, the one who doesn't have a date, they just say mean things on the internet about the other one because they're sisters. Is that what sisters do? Yeah, it's like being brothers but meaner. Mine are standing. I don't know how to feel about that. I don't either. Like, I... Thank God I'm a brother, you know what I'm saying? Mercy. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I do want to kind of mention this because it's, it's been trending here the last few weeks. Uh, on Wednesday nights, All Elite Wrestling goes up against WWE's NXT. Mm-hmm. All Elite Wrestling has been like crushing NXT in uh, trending, like Twitter, social media, and things of that nature. Which is very important for the wrestling game. Oh, it absolutely, it's become a massive thing in the wrestling game. It's the most, Im- probably the most important thing, honestly. I'm going to, I'm going to try and pull up wrestling Wednesday ratings. See, like, who's leading? Who do you think, who, who do you think, who's winning the Wednesday Night Wars? It's literally the title of this article. From nice. Variety Magazine. This is what I want to know, I bet. Um, it's currently, AEW's Dynamite is currently enjoying a solid ratings edge over NXT in the so-called Wednesday Night Wars. A solid edge. Okay, here's the numbers. Um, according to Nielsen Live Plus Same Day Figures, through January 1st, Dynamite is currently averaging a .38 rating in adults 18 to 49 and approximately 900,000 viewers per week. With all the wrestling, uh, that's NXT, and all the wrestling is basically doing double or better. Ooh. Um, NXT is averaging a point two six rating and seven hundred ninety five thousand total viewers. It should be noted that NXT began airing two weeks prior to the launch of Dynamite, and also aired an episode on Christmas Day while Dynamite didn't. So, like, Dynamite's just absolutely blowing these guys out of the water. Yeah. Um, three times so far, NXT has had more viewers total, but Dynamite's crushing it in the demos and also overall viewership. Which I think is probably the most important. Be like, hey, one time I had more than you is never really yeah, a good sign. Yeah, and it's also growing. Right. So, uh, all the all the wrestling, the numbers are, are trending upwards. 
Right, and NXT has all the boost considering they're connected to the WWE. You would think so, but I honestly, I don't think it. I think it hurts them because they're essentially the minor leagues, and we know that they are. Now they've tried to change the branding a little bit. They took a couple of the guys from Raw and from SmackDown and moved them over to All Elite, or I mean to NXT. Uh, Finn Balor, who is a great wrestler, is back at NXT, and a couple other guys are. But I don't think it matters. NXT is perpetually seen as the th- as the little brother, the, the right. redheaded stepchild, and all the wrestling is the A game for their brand. So, to me, I think it's less inviting to watch NXT than it is to watch All Elite. Because I because really, if you think about it, let's say let's say you could only watch wrestling on Wednesday. That's it. Is your only day recording doesn't exist for whatever your circumstance? It's the 1980s again, it's but not Wednesday. really. But as you're watching one or the other, your two choices are: if I watch NXT and I fall in love with a guy and he kills it, he's going to go to Raw or SmackDown eventually. You hope he should if he's doing a good job. Like if if the fans agree with you particularly. Like let's say you're everyone, you're the average. Okay, if you're in love with this dude, he's going to Raw or SmackDown. At some point, because everyone's loving him, so that's right. that's the point. But on all the wrestling, he's in, he is the show. Mm-hmm. So to me, you get to fall in love and 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 stay with the same people on Dynamite. That's fair. And they're doing a good job of booking. They're not overbooking themselves with places. So like right now, they're sh- they're sold the out WWE stadiums. Does this all the time? Yes, they're sold out stadiums, but they're but they're smaller. So they're finding like. 10,000 seat venues and they're packing them. Mm-hmm. So the energy is crazy because everyone's just, ah! Yeah, and the space is tiny. It's, it's, it's sh- on it. Right. It's shoebox, but like everyone's in it. But at Raw, they're they're trying to play, you know, 40, 50,000 seat places and they're selling 30, 39,000 tickets, which, listen, it's way more than 10. But the overall effect is less. Right. You don't have the... Wrestling has always been a scrappy sport anyways in the sports entertainment kind of sphere. Yeah. It's a very personal, interconnected, very storyline-driven thing. Absolutely. And having that energy is really important for keeping people interested because even if you're not even there for, say, the characters, at least the spectacle feels way more impressive, even if it is technically a smaller scale. Well, and really the audience becomes part of the show. So people who go to live wrestling events, the first thing they say is it's sort of weird sitting there because you don't hear the commentators. And the commentators are such a part of the show, and so is the audience energy. When the audience is chanting, you suck, or whatever they're chanting back at the wrestlers, and the wrestlers are going back and forth with the crowd, Mm -hmm. when you're watching at home, that's part of the entertainment. Right. So when the stadium feels crowded, there's more energy to it. So, yeah, I mean, it's not about how many people are actually there. Sometimes it's it's about presentation. Presentation is relevant, and I think all the wrestling is really... Quote Megamind. It's all about presentation. <laughs> now I'm the supervillain. Thanks. Uh, but all the wrestling really, I think, is kind of capturing the momentum and the feeling of wrestling. I think they're doing it a little bit better than than the lower tiers of WWE, at least. That makes sense. Um, all right, man. So we talked coaches. We talked cowboys. We talked quarterbacks. We talked football. We talked wrestling. Um, that's it. I'm tired. I'm tired of talking to you. <laughs> Uh, for little brother Nico and myself, on behalf of Nerd Thug Sports and Donald Williams, independent insurance agent, and the adventure begins, comics, games, and more, thank you. Go home. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. <laughs>